This is episode 111. We welcome you to the ADHD Smarter Parenting Podcast. Here to heal and elevate lives is your parenting coach, Siope Kinikini. Hello, my friends. How are you? I hope you're doing well. Thank you for joining me. Today, we are going to discuss consequences. Consequences and trust. How do you effectively implement consequences while building trust with your child? We're specifically going to focus on the struggles that parents have with consequences and how to implement them. Now, when I'm talking about consequences, I'm actually talking about effective negative consequences. So the terminology is a little different because the consequences could be positive or negative, but in this case, we're talking about effective negative consequences. The counter to that that we use on Smarter Parenting is effective positive rewards. We all know what a reward is. A child behaves well, they get an effective positive reward, and that reinforces the behavior. But we are talking about how do parents implement effective negative consequences for negative behaviors. So that's what we're going to cover today. And I'm super excited because this has been a consistent question on how to implement consequences or my consequences don't work or I've been doing this. My child just will not change. And I have a family that I'm going to share with you their struggle with this, specifically the father with his teenage daughter. His name is Ryan. His daughter's name is Nicole. She's 14. She just did not respond to the consequences that he was giving her. And so Ryan and I had to sit down and have a really deep discussion on consequences and understanding what consequences are, how they work, everything. And so that conversation has spawned this podcast because it's important for you as parents to understand what consequences are, what makes them effective, and why they're important as part of raising your child. During this podcast, I want you to be able to understand the following. First, I want you to be able to understand why consequences are so difficult for parents. We're going to talk about this conversation I had with Ryan so you can understand that you're not alone. He tried implementing consequences for a long time with his daughter with little to no results, and it made him frustrated and upset. So we're going to understand why it's so difficult for parents to implement these. We're going to talk about the different types of consequences that exist. So there are natural and logical consequences and how that comes into play when you are implementing consequences. And then the third thing is I'm going to go over what it is that makes effective negative consequences so effective. There are five components, and this you can find on the Smarter Parenting website, under the lesson of effective negative consequences. The five components that make effective negative consequences work are that they need to be immediate, that the degree and size needs to be appropriate for the behavior, that it's consistent, that you continually provide the same consequence for the behavior or that you are consistent in delivering a consequence, and then that it's important for the child, so you need to use something that is motivating for the child to change their behavior. And then it needs to vary. As your child grows, you need to adjust the consequence. So we're going to go in depth and talk about the components of those uh, in what you can do to make consequences more effective for you. Let's go ahead and start. I'm going to talk to you about Ryan and his daughter, Nicole. So Ryan is a single father. He's raising his daughter, Nicole, who's 14. 
And um, as they are living in their home, Ryan has some expectations for Nicole, which is absolutely normal for a parent. His expectations are that Nicole will clean up after herself, that she will do the dishes, that she have some meals prepared every once in a while during the week, not every night, that she clean up her room. I mean, they're really basic things. She's only 14, but he wanted to start teaching her some skills in relation to self-care and upkeep and also independence, which is where the meals come in. Well, uh, Nicole will come home from school and just stay on her phone. And so she doesn't do chores. And this was the complaint that Ryan contacted me about. He was very upset because he's issued different consequences like grounding her, you know, taking things away, turning off the Internet to see what happens. All these different things he's tried to do to get her motivated to do what she needs to do. So Ryan and I had a discussion about this, and this is where I am going to explain to you why it's so difficult for parents to understand how consequences work or why consequences are not working. Okay, there are a list of things that parents have to overcome in order to have effective consequences work with their child. One of the things that is difficult for parents when they're implementing a consequence for a negative behavior is that they struggle because there's an emotional connection with their child. And so their child behaves in a certain way and the parent responds and the child responds back and it can escalate. Obviously, parents are connected to their children emotionally because they've seen them grow up. They've taught them so many things. They share a lot of experiences. And that emotionality can be used as a weapon by children sometimes when they become upset and they can start throwing blame or they can rile a parent up to a point where the parent is so frustrated they can't think straight. So understanding that there is an emotional component to consequences between a parent and a child is very, very important. Now, why is that different than consequences elsewhere? Think about consequences in the world in general. You can have consequences at work, yet there's not really that emotional connection with the other people, not as deep as you do with your own child. There are consequences for getting pulled over by a police officer or for being corrected for whatever it may be going to court. There are consequences for all of those things. And there's not the emotional connection. So when you as a parent are able to recognize, I have an emotional response to my child, I need to keep that in check when we're dealing with consequences, then that's a good step to take. You need to be able to say, hey, I'm emotionally invested. I get it. There may be some times that I'm going to lose my cool. What can I do in order to remain calm so we can deal with this in the appropriate way. Because your child is going to take their cues from your reactions. It's almost like a dance. The way I explained it to Ryan is that he will go in and issue a consequence and she will escalate the situation. Then he escalates, then she escalates, and it's almost like they're dancing. So he's taking a step forward, she's taking a step back, then she's moving forward, then he's moving back. And this can go on forever. And unfortunately, children have pretty good stamina. And they can, they can go for longer than most parents can. And in fact, they will. And they test that to see how far they can go. 
understand there's an emotional component between parents and children when you're issuing consequences. There's also the issue of impatience. A lot of parents feel that if I issue a consequence, the behavior will fix itself. Well, that's not true. Children need time to adjust and to change. They need time to adapt. And so you can issue a consequence that you feel like would be effective for you, but your child may not learn it on the first time. That doesn't mean give up. That just means, hey, let's reevaluate if this is effective or in what ways can we make it more effective. So keep that in mind. Don't be impatient. Be patient. The process does take some time. Another reason that consequences are so difficult for parents is parents are guessing on what they're going to do. They wait for a behavior to happen, and then they just off the top of their head will say things like, you're grounded. You're grounded for a month. There's no real thought process behind it, and that can be a very dangerous place to be for parents. When you are reactive that way instead of proactive, your child and you may end up in a place you don't want to be. Case in point with Ryan and his daughter, Nicole. Ryan would wait and come home, find her on her phone. He would become upset, and he would just in his frustration give her a consequence. You're grounded. You're grounded from not seeing your friends. You can't go out anymore for the next month. Now, that was a knee-jerk reaction based on where he was. He had a long day at work. He was tired. He came in. She didn't do what was expected. He was frustrated. And I understand that. But when you're guessing on what you're going to give as a consequence in the moment when you yourself are upset, you often will overshoot and you will give a consequence that is too large or nearly impossible to enforce. So in Ryan's case, he worked, and there was no way for him to monitor Nicole after school until he got home. So for him to say, you're grounded completely, you can't see your friends, it's no, it, wasn't, it wasn't logical. She could find ways to make it work. So again, you want to take the guesswork out of the effective consequences that you are giving. Now, one of the other things that makes consequences so difficult for parents is that they are looking to teach their child through consequences, um, and sometimes they're focused on punishing. And this is a question that you have to ask yourself. Am I issuing a consequence to teach my child how to behave, or am I punishing my child into behaving the way I want them to behave? Two very different approaches, Right. If you're punishing your child, I want you to think of it as the correctional system that we have where people do a crime, they're thrown in jail, and they're being punished for their behavior. Now, when they leave jail, did they necessarily learn anything to keep them from going back to jail? Possibly. They may be scared. Or they may have learned that, hey, this isn't so bad. I don't care. I'm just going to continue. So the idea that punishment is going to shape a behavior is antiquated, <laughs> and it does not necessarily work, especially for children. What you want to do is evaluate, am I teaching my child what they need to know in order to do what they need to do? And that comes with the teaching. You have to ask yourself, is this consequence that I'm giving my child, teaching my child, what they should do? Or is it teaching them 
something completely different. Now, with Ryan and his daughter, when we were talking about teaching and uh, grounding, I asked him, grounding, what is that teaching her? And he told me, well, he wasn't sure. And then he said, well, I guess it would be that if she doesn't do her chores and she doesn't do what I ask her to do, she can't have a fun time with her friends. And I said, okay, so you want to equate her inability to follow through with chores with her inability to have a good time with friends. He said, yes. I said, okay. So as we evaluate this, does this really teach her that lesson? And is this doable? I mean, does this, is this really the end point of the consequence that you're issuing? And he said, well, in a roundabout way, it makes sense to me, but maybe not for my daughter. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, well, I don't know, you know, punishment like that. Uh, he just wasn't sure that it would connect it with her not being able to do chores. And he said, but I, I just don't know what else I can do. So we talked about that. We talked about what can you do to teach your child what they need to do. And what we found was interesting. We found that even though he felt like he needed to issue a consequence because he felt like she didn't follow through and that she needed to be punished for that, we focused it and switched it to teaching her what she needed to do by offering her uh, incentives, so rewards. So this is where I've talked about this before. Consequences and rewards are related. They're practically the same coin, just different sides of the same coin. And as parents, you have to ask yourself the question, what is going to teach my child what they need to do? Is it going to be through using a reward system or use something as a reward to reinforce that positive behavior or do we need to do the consequence? Now, you need to use both, obviously. I'm not saying don't use consequences, but you have to evaluate based on your child and the way that they learn which is going to work best. So with Ryan, we kind of flipped it. We provided her with some incentives to get things done as rewards to teach her, hey, if you do your chores, you do get time with your friends and this is the amount of time you get. This is going to be reinforcing to her. Children learn better through reinforcements than they do through the consequences because consequences can often breed fear and uncertainty. So as a parent, ask yourself that question. You want to evaluate with yourself Am I teaching my child what I want them to do? And if so, how am I doing that? Is it better to use a reward system or a consequence? Now, with Ryan, we did implement some rewards for completing the task. That should be motivating for her. But we also coupled it with consequences. And these are consequences that were predetermined, so we were not guessing at the last minute. It was just written out on a piece of paper and says, you do this, you get this. You don't do this, this happens. And that way, she was able to determine, okay, I have more to gain by following through, and I have more to lose, and I can see how my behavior will affect that. So that's how we implemented it. And obviously, we did implement some consequences for her behavior. So one of the things that we implemented as a consequence 
was that she would turn in her phone and not have it for the rest of the evening. That's a daily consequence. So helping her understand, hey, if my dad comes home and I didn't do any of my chores and I have to hand in my phone and I can get it the next day. Which for her some days she was motivated to get it done. And some days she, you know, struggled with it a little bit and the phone was taken away. Now, that brings me to the last point that Ryan and I were talking about, and that was his fear of her explosions when he issues a consequence. So a lot of parents fear this. They have a lot of fear around their child exploding once you issue a consequence. This is why it's so important for his parent to remain calm. And the more things you can have in place beforehand, the better off you're going to be because you can just refer back to it like we did with the chart with uh, rewards if she completed her task or consequences if she didn't. When she exploded, when he, you know, talked to her about it, all he had to do was just point to the chart and say, okay, it's already outlined. You know, that's it. It's just the way it works. End of discussion. I'm not going to discuss it any further the way we're going to do this. By implementing this with Ryan and his daughter, it saved him a lot of stress and a lot of concern. Ryan was saying that even on the drive home after work, he was dreading what he was going to face if she did not do what she needed to do. And so this actually helped him. He he felt like, okay, I can go home and I can address what needs to be addressed, but I can move on from that. And she can learn or she can receive a consequence. She can receive a reward. It's completely up to her. I'm helping her learn autonomy. I'm helping her make decisions. I'm teaching her that she needs to be approach the world in a positive way and that there are better things to gain by doing what I need to do. So he felt really good about this whole structure that we had as far as implementing consequences in the home. Now, the benefit of that is it established some very, very specific boundaries with them. And that is something that is very important for parents to have. You need to have those boundaries of where your child can act out and where they need to behave, right? Now, there are two more topics that I wanted to cover, which is the types of consequences, natural and logical, and then how to make your consequences more effective as a parent with some practical ideas of the ways that you can implement this. But before we do, I have a message for you from us here at Smarter Parenting. So take a listen. Hello, listeners. Did you know we rely on donations to keep this podcast going? All donations help us to help you and other parents. You can donate on the Smarter Parenting website and consider signing up for the Silver Tier Coaching. And you get so much in addition to helping us help parents. You can use a credit card, Google Pay, Apple Pay, or PayPal. Every donation helps. Thanks. Okay, well, welcome back. We're going to talk about the types of consequences, natural and logical right now. So obviously, consequences come in various forms. There are natural consequences and logical consequences. With Ryan and working with his daughter, Nicole, I always ask Ryan to focus on natural consequences first. What are the natural outcomes that happen if she doesn't do something? Because if there is a natural consequence to a behavior, Always focus on that first. That tends to help your child really cement the idea that this is the way things work. Natural consequence, for example, if I were to go and put my finger on a hot stove, my finger would get burned. 
That's a natural consequence. If I knew the stove was on, natural consequence, right? Now I know that if I do that, my finger might get burned. So it's a natural way that I learn and experience the world. Children learn it at a very young age. Take a child, for example, who is learning to walk and they're walking around the room. I've seen this happen so many times and it makes me laugh, but sometimes a child will walk directly into a wall as if they can walk through the wall and then they bang their head and they fall down and they cry. They naturally learn that they cannot walk through walls. It's kind of that simple. What are the natural things that are happening when your child is misbehaving? What are the natural consequences of their behavior? Take, for example, at school. For Nicole, she had a teacher where she had a hand in her homework, and she had left her homework at home. Now, Ryan knew she had done the homework because he checked it the night before, but Nicole did not turn in the homework. And so she talked to the teacher about handing in the homework late, and the teacher said, I'm sorry, I don't accept late work. I just don't. Well, Nicole came back and told her dad, and she was very upset. And instead of Ryan becoming upset, it was a a teaching moment for him because he's like, well, this is a natural consequence of forgetting to take your homework. So he comforted her and said, hey, I understand it was a lot of work. You spent a lot of time doing it. I understand that. However, you have to understand that there are rules that we have to abide by, and sometimes they don't work in our favor And this is just what it is. Your teacher will not accept the work. What can we do in the future so this doesn't happen again? You see how Ryan switched that and he used that as an opportunity to teach. It was was wonderful as we were discussing how he was going about this. So for all parents, you have your natural consequences that happen. Now, Ryan could have called the teacher up and complained and said, well, I saw blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but in the long run, Ryan can't do that every time his daughter runs into difficulty with somebody or the expectations of something else. Say she grows up and she goes to work somewhere and things don't turn out the way she wants and she comes to talk to Ryan. It's inappropriate for Ryan to intervene like that, call in and say, hey, well, my daughter's and then, you know, cause a fuss. That's just not the way the world works. And we want to teach our children how to navigate. And sometimes it works in our favor, and sometimes it doesn't, and that's okay. So types of consequences, natural and logical. Those were natural consequences. Those are the best teachers. If you can find a natural consequence for something your child does, negative behavior, Focus on that, help them understand that, and then help them navigate through that so they don't repeat it again. Now, a logical consequence would be how do we implement a consequence? And this is where parents feel the most stuck. And honestly, a lot of parents don't realize there are these different kinds of consequences. So they always go for what can I inflict on my child in order to get them to behave? You need to switch your thinking, okay? Again, evaluate the behavior your child has. You need to really look at it and then identify, are there any natural consequences that happen because of that? So with Ryan and Nicole, for example, if she didn't finish her chores, we felt like, hey, okay, the natural consequence to that is you still have to do your chores, but you don't have as much time to do other things. And so taking the phone away so she could finish her chores was definitely more motivating. Now, we adjusted that as time went, but I'll explain that as we start to discuss this a little bit more of how to make it more effective. 
but you 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 also want to have some other logical consequences that you can implement. So taking privileges away is one consequence that you can use. You can use additional chores as a, a consequence. And again, you have to go back and ask yourself, is this teaching my child what I want my child to do? Is it really teaching them? Because I don't want to keep issuing consequence after consequence after consequence. I want them to learn their lesson and move on so we can move on to other things. Okay? So don't don't get stuck on the merry-go-round of issuing consequences where we're just going to keep giving these out. There's an end to consequences and there's a purpose in ending consequences. So keep in mind those two, natural, just what naturally happens as a result of their behavior, and then the logical are the ones that you think of that you connect to the behavior. And this is where most parents feel like it's entirely focused on them coming up with consequences. Take some time, step back and see, are there natural things that occur that will help teach my child what they need to do. I will say this with Nicole. She never handed in a late assignment again because she felt like it was a waste of my time to do it and then not get credit for it. So for her, she set up a plan in a way that she could absolutely hand in the work on time. She learned the lesson. It was a consequence and, you know, it hurt her grade a little bit, but it's better for her to learn that now than it is for us to continually struggle and have her have dad save her, rescue her, and her not learn that there are consequences to her behavior. Okay, so types of consequences, natural and logical. Now, the last thing I want to cover is that there are five components that make effective negative consequences work. And these are things that parents need to keep in mind. Five components are immediacy. So if your child is young, you want the consequence to happen as immediately as possible to the behavior. This connects the behavior and the consequence together. For older children, you can take a little bit more time, but still, the, the, the quicker you can connect a, a consequence with the behavior, the more your child is going to be able to connect those dots as well. So immediacy, degree or size. This means that you need to be able to give a consequence that's the right size. Ryan was giving Nicole consequences that were too big. He grounded her for a month. Now, that was just too much for her not doing her chores for a single day. So we started to break it down and we focused on if she didn't do it for a day, she got a consequence for the day and then the next day she could start over. That way we're teaching her, hey, you can turn this around and we're giving you opportunities to turn it around. It's all up to you. And it was more manageable. For Ryan, can you imagine saying you're grounded for a month and then having to keep track of that. And for a lot of parents, and I've said this before, once you implement a consequence like that, you actually put yourself in in jail because not only is your child grounded, but now you're grounded because you have to watch your child be grounded. So, you know, not that great. Remember, degree and size is important. You want to be sure it's appropriate for the behavior degree and size. If if she was able to do her chores the next day, we obviously wanted to give her a reward that was the appropriate degree and size. So we focused on days for her rather than weeks of grounding or months of grounding because she was 14. Now, consistency. The reason that I had Ryan write everything down and had them both look at it and work on it together 
where there's consequences and rewards for specific behaviors after school is so that it can keep them consistent. There's something about writing it down and keeping it visible that makes things more permanent, not only for a child, but for a parent. As I mentioned before with Ryan, when his daughter would explode because she thought something was unfair, he didn't need to argue or try and convince her. He would just look at the paper and say, this is it. End of argument. We already agreed. This is the way it's going to work. And that helped him move forward without having to deal with the explosiveness of her disagreeing or the mood swings that happen with children when they don't want to do what they don't want to do. So it's a wonderful thing. At the same time, it keeps dad consistent too because Nicole, on the flip side, recognized that she did things and there were moments when her friends were going to do something. She finished everything on the list before her dad got back. And her dad obviously gave her praise for doing that. And she was able to go to the list and say, see, 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 I did this, I did this, I did this, I did this. And I now have time to hang out with my friends. And I can I go right now? Okay, win-win, win-win for everybody. So keeping it consistent by writing it down, being sure you can follow through, those are essential, absolutely essential. Now, the fourth thing that makes, the fourth component that makes consequences effective is it needs to be important. We focused on, for the behavior, consequences that were important for her. So time with friends was important for her. It's not really logical and it's not helpful to give a consequence that's not important. So if Nicole was an introvert, right, and she didn't care about hanging out with friends, then grounding her from friends would do nothing. We wanted to focus on what can we do that's focused on things that are important to her. So you need to be sure to understand that. This is also a great way for you as a parent to evaluate the changing needs of your child because what's important to them now will be different in a year from now. I know with my own child, when she was younger, she had you know, some stuffed animals that she absolutely loved and they were motivating to help her earn rewards. And as she grew, obviously she outgrew that and she changed. And so adapting to that change. Uh, but we always focused on what was important. Um, adapting to the change is the very last component, which is it needs to be varied. You're going to realize your child is going to change over time. And I prepared Ryan for this. I said, Nicole is 14. She's going to be 15. And when she's 15, this list may not work. And so you need to be really aware of where your child is. Where are her interests? In what ways can we shape the behavior and improve the behaviors that are needed? Now, I told him that as we are working with this, some of the behaviors are going to correct themselves. So they're not even going to be an issue because we've addressed them here. But he will find additional things that he's going to want to teach his child. And so as time goes on, he needs to reevaluate how things are going. If at any point something seems like it's not working anymore, it's time to make an adjustment. And I told him that could happen next week. That could happen next month. That could happen next year. But you are the one that needs to recognize that something's not working and then adapt and adjust. It needs to vary. So again, those five components, and you can find these on the Smarter Parenting website 
under the effective negative consequences lesson. It's a whole page. You can watch a video there. But the five components are consequences need to be immediate. Consequences need to be the right degree or size. Consequences need to be consistent. Consequences need to be important to your child. And the consequences need to vary as your child grows. So just remember those things. Now, I want to give a huge shout out to Ryan and Nicole for letting me share their story of how they were implementing consequences. I understand the frustration that parents feel in working through consequences because consequences are tricky. They're really, really tricky. If there's anything I want you to really take away from this, it's that you as a parent need to ask yourself, am I teaching in a way that my child knows what they need to do? And if it's not working in a consequence, I've got to find a workaround or do something else because consequences are great and they establish good boundaries, but there are multiple ways to approach raising a child and helping them develop and grow. Really be aware. You may actually think about consequences the way your parents thought about consequences. We we tend to adopt a lot of what our parents have taught us unless we are keenly aware and self-reflective in the way that we interact with our children. Uh, but I want you to keep this in mind. How, wherever you're grabbing the information you are using to raise your child, your child is adapting and changing in their own ways and they're living in a different time. And so your ability to transform and adapt is going to be essential for their success. So that's it from me. Thanks for joining me. And I look forward to communicating with you again next time. Get on those consequences. Those kids need them. But really, there's a lot of work that you as a parent need to do. All right. Talk to you later. Bye.